So, you know, I think uh, they did a good job of uh, the game night of finally bringing it up. You know, usually when you see a guy injured, you know, the first thing you do, do is just want to make sure they're okay. And when you didn't get any single signal from DeMar or any thumbs up coming off and you see someone working on it, it takes it to a whole other level. Now your concern is uh, just is the guy going to make it? What happened? And now you got to try to refocus. And I thought there's no way. When they said you were going to lock room, you're done. Uh, something like football, which is a violent sport, we all know, it takes such focus mentally to play that game. If you're not into it mentally, uh, then you're going to have all kinds of injuries or things happen. And it just uh, it was such a shock to see that happen. I think that was the biggest concern is when you don't get a thumbs up or you don't realize it's a knee or, a, or, or an arm or whatever, uh, then your, your thoughts just go in a totally different direction. Jay, as you mentioned, football is a violent sport, and you certainly had your share of injuries in the sport. So when you go out onto the football, like you said, there's an injury, a knee, or someone's down, you're holding your breath a little bit, you're looking for that sign from the player. As a football player, whether it be in this situation with DeMar Hamlin or other injury situations, is it difficult to circle the mind and concentrate to get back to the game watching one of your comrades go down and being maybe carted off to the locker room or, like in this situation, being in an ambulance and going to the hospital? Yeah, that's that's the difference. You know, if, if you see something and, and you have some trainers and guys talking, we're on the field talking when that happens, if you know that it's something, an injury, you, you know that happens in football. You've seen it before, and you can deal with it. Uh, I think one of the players brought up, the old players, like, on the football field, our, our coach used to say Riverside. So the guy got injured and laid out. You know, we just switched the ball on the other side of the field and kept going. And that's that's what you're accustomed to. But uh, And that's why, again, the locker room is so close because you rely on each other, man, and you see each other go down and support each other and all that. But when something like this goes down now, you're going to really lean on each other because the focus to come back out and play, and I thought the NFL, the best thing they could have done was cancel that game, which they did. There's no way in hell, Ray, that you could come back and go back on the field at where you saw that tragedy and put the clock back where it was and try to uh, refocus and play a game. It's just not going to happen. Uh, it's going to be lucky for those guys to get out this week and really turn it loose. Uh, it's, it's an individual thing, which you go through with the grief, and I imagine they're all talking about it and counseling. Things have changed now in the league, but it's still going to be tough to walk out in that field and play a game without thinking about that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Jay. And we're talking with former NFL football player, Summit County resident, great friend of mine, Jay Brophy. Jay, that's what I was going to say next, now moving forward. And we're seeing some positive signs from DeMar Hamlin, even though he is still in critical condition. How in the world, especially when, when you look at the Buffalo Bills, but in the NFL in general, because it is a big fraternity, how in the world do they get focused and go out and play a football game this week? You know, it's got to be the locker room, and I think the coaches have done a great job, Cincinnati, Taylor, and, uh, and of course, Buffalo, of uh, kind of getting the group together. And what you look at in this situation a lot of times is, okay, what would DeMar want and what we're trying to do? And, again, sharing each other's thoughts because it's an individual thing when you go through uh, something traumatic like this, how guys will adjust. And, again, that may come out as uh, uh, the game starts coming back. Because uh, guys are going to feel a little different about this happening. And hopefully you can stay focused and, and get out and play mentally. The biggest uh, thing I think is going to happen is get through like the first quarter of a game. 
And does anybody get injured? Things like that. And that's still a concern, and that's in the back of your mind. Uh, can this happen again? Or if someone goes down, what do we do? And so they're going to have to get through a game, uh, and that, that's going to be tough. Jay Brophy is with us, and, and I brought Jay on because a lot of people put the football players up on a pedestal, and sometimes they forget that they're humans. And, Jay, every sport certainly has risk of injury. But inside that football locker room, like you said, it's a violent sport, maybe even more so in the gridiron. Yeah, I think so, but only because, again, you look at football as the only sport that you can't play until you're 80 years old. You know, you can come off the basketball court, you come off, and you can play in leagues to you're a lot older. Football is a, a short-lived thing. It's a, it's about three years long on an average. So in that locker room, everybody knows it could be your last day uh, due to an injury or whatever happens because of the way it's played and with the bags and all. So it's a cherished thing, and there's so much camaraderie work together to try to stay in the league and win football. Because if you don't win, you're going to be let go anyway. So it's, it's very tough, and it, it's a very close-knit thing. And the bond is that way. And I think it's special because you do only have a few years, and it's not something you can just keep playing the rest of your life. It ends. And most of the time, it's not on your term. Jay Brophy is with us. And by the way, Jay had his fair share of injuries on the football field in the NFL, and he's had a number of surgeries post-career to try to take care of those injuries that occur on the football field. And, Jay, this is a little bit off the beaten road a little bit. My wife said to me last night in watching and following the situation with DeMar, and she said, I hope the NFL is able to take care of him and his family. And it led me to a number of our conversations about the NFL and how they handle some of the veteran players or players who have been injured. And sometimes there has been some major question marks in that regards. Oh, I totally agree. And you know, we've had our share about that uh, conversation. Yeah. And uh, it still needs work. And yes, we're not the older guys like myself and ours. They try to do stuff for us, but uh, a lot of it is just uh, talk. It's not being done and not being taken care of. Now, in DeMar's situation, if he doesn't come back, they have a career-ending injury. They would they give you so much money, and they'll take care of it more now, more days than ever, which is good for these guys. But in his case, that would uh, benefit him a lot. And I think, uh, you know, it's it's hard to say it at this advanced age. Now it's easy for me to say I wouldn't play again. But as a young, healthy athlete, people have come back from things like this in other sports. But to think of him back in the football field, just I, it would be amazing. And I I couldn't understand it, but. His his mentality as a young guy, we'll see going forward. But again, he's still not out of the woods. But they do have uh, a retirement thing. Basically, it's a, a career-ending injury that you get awarded, and he will be taken care of a little bit that way. And I think the outpour of people and his foundation and what's going on now would be a great setting for him to continue on in if it uh, indeed is not in football at all. Yeah, his original foundation goal, by the way, was about $2,500. Yeah. As of yeah. last night, Jay, I think I saw like $7.3 million as far as donations with that charitable cause. Jay, my, my final question, I mentioned Jay certainly had his fair share of bang-ups on the football field. He's had hip replacement. He's had knee surgeries. He's had thumb surgeries. He's had complications going on. But, Jay, it's also a passion and a love of football. And with everything that has gone on with you, and I hope you don't mind me throwing this out there a little bit, no. because of our conversations 
You said to me one time in a car on our way to a game, you said, hey, I'd still do it all over again. I love the game. Yeah, and, and that's, that's uh, you know, again, maybe it's a curse or whatever, but it's, it is a passion. And, uh, you know, I look back at all the violence that's gone on and what they're trying to do and change it all, but I love it. It's what I know, and it's what I understand, and, uh, you know, I, I would do it over now with knowing uh, at this <laughs> age what goes on with the brain and all that and yeah. come out. That would change some things, but I'd still play the game.